What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Tip of the Cap podcast. I am here on location in my humble abode for once with Justin Santanacito. Okay, I always want to make sure I'm not putting in an extra syllable there on you. Um, So tell us about yourself, man. Where are you from? Where you been? What do you do? Yeah, I uh, I grew up in uh, South Buffalo, West Seneca area. One of those guys. (laughs) One of those guys, yes. South Buffalo is a funny place. You know, <laughs> I went to time in uh, my freshman year there, and then we moved into West Seneca. But I can go back to South Buffalo right now and feel like I never left. Right. You know? um, but yeah, so uh, went to Timon, and uh, my freshman year we went to West Seneca, um, went to West Seneca East, and then graduated from there. Cool. Um, ended up going to Monroe Community College for two years, played baseball there, and then got my scholarship to Mercyhurst. Nice. Got drafted out of Mercyhurst my junior year, so only went there one year. Right. But uh, great experience for me. Both schools, MCC and, and Mercyhurst, were, were outstanding. Um, and then got drafted by the Diamondbacks in 98, and then played with them in uh, the Reds organization. So Cool. Um, yeah, from there, I uh, what did I do? I think I waited some tables at Chef's <laughs> Restaurant after that for a little bit. You know, you think you're going to make it to the big leagues, and... You, uh, you know, get uh, your eight fifty a month gross pay in uh, in minor league ball, right? And uh, you got nothing when you get out of there. So uh, yeah, waited tables and then uh, saved up and opened up the academy. Actually, eighteen years this September. Oh, and that was the uh, the original spot was over there on California. On was California. that that was that yeah. was spot one, right? <laughs> yep, right on California Road. Yeah. I remember remember going in there as a as a young guy once or twice, just yeah. stopping and just see what it was like Real as a place. you know. Just as a, a variant to what else was out there at the time, sure, you know? Sure, sure, yeah, a little 6,000 square footer, and uh, it's funny because the, um, the landlord there, uh, DeMarco it was, um, you know, I went in there and kind of played it low and, and said, yeah, it won't be too many people in here. He's like, all right, you got to keep it down, you know, not too much, uh, you know, as far as permits and all that stuff going on. Week one, I get this huge, like, Orchard Park B, West Seneca B, Buffalo News, and he comes over and he's like, "What is this?" You know, and of course, you know, from there we, uh, you know, we, we rocked it out. So right, um, but yeah, little place there was the first spot. Yeah, cool, definitely. And then uh, you guys have obviously grown quite a bit since then. Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, we went into a, like a like a ten thousand square foot spot after that uh, over on Burke Parkway, okay, um, McKinley area, and then uh, struck the deal with. Uh, you know, with, with Inferno and the New Era thing. And, yep. and now we've got a, I think it's like a 24, 25,000 square foot facility. Nice. Um, it's got to be one of the biggest, if not the largest, as far as square footage wise right. uh, in the area. And um, yeah, I mean, we've got travel teams now, eight to nine teams a year. Awesome. Um, you know, I think great instructors. And, and uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, you know? That's the dream, right there. I think you know. I, just, it is. You're besides not, playing, yeah, right? Not not doing not doing it the way you thought you were right. you would, but you're still doing it. No, absolutely, it's great. So, we uh, we we actually sat down and you know, not my house last time. We yeah. we sat and talked and just yeah. you know, I, I I say it all the time. One of my favorite things on the planet to do is just sit down and talk baseball with sure, people. Sure. And if I were to ever rename this, it would be telling stories because that's all that's all that's all we really do. But. Um, you know, we, we touched on a couple specific things that, you know, we kind of mapped out the conversation a little bit here. And one of the first things, um, and this, I, I think this is going to be a good one. And I'm, I'm real, I'm real fired up to talk about this one showcase teams, but I think the term is out there way too much in my opinion. 
Um, you know, I think it's, pardon pardon the French, but I think it's been bastardized quite a bit. Sure. Um, and, you know, I got, got my notes here from you that, you know, showcase teams and how to pick the right college program. So I'm going to let you start yeah, from there. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it, baseball teams and, and travel teams in this area are kind of getting, I don't say watered down, but there's just so many of them. Right. You know, and um, it's, it is becoming um, repetitive as far as how many organizations put showcase at the end of, right. you know, whatever team is their, their oldest team that they have or whatever, 16U, 17U showcase, whatever it may be. Um, you know, so, it, and it probably helps to draw some kids in and, right. and things like that. Um, you know, for me, and now with, with I know you had Savid on, uh, whatever it was, a couple weeks ago or whatever. But, um, you know, with PBR, I mean, you, you can get that uh, exposure to being a, just even a typical 16-year-old team. Right. You know, without putting showcase at the end of it. So, I mean, I guess putting it on there, if you go to a couple PBRs, then I guess you are. You know, right. a showcase team. Um, I, I like to think of us as a, as a true, you know, one of the, the first showcase teams in the area. Um, obviously, New Era was a, was a big one as far as starting that. So, um, you know, my idea of a showcase team is not just, you know, getting in a few PBR tournaments, which we do. Right. Um, but we also get in some invite-only ones, um, you know, Diamond Nation and, right. and some Port Chester stuff. And, and um but it's also what is the coach, what is the organization doing for you, um, you know, to help. I'm I'm glad you brought that one up, um, you know, because that that was actually a hot button for a little while, you know, on the on the Twitter conversations with between people of, you know, why are you playing for certain organizations or certain coaches as opposed to other ones, and you know there were there was some you know thought out there to, well, why are you paying double what team a charges to play for team b because team b claims that they you know they have college contacts and stuff like that when you don't need that stuff anymore because you can go to showcases on your own you can go to these events on your own and get your name out there and it's your responsibility to be doing so so i'm glad you i'm glad you touched on that because i've i'm licking my chops about that one yeah i mean you know we myself and my staff we do a lot of stuff behind the scenes Mm -hmm. you know um as far as talking to the colleges and, and and, you know, it, it's funny, you, you go out there and you go to these tournaments and there's so many schools that end up contacting my guys that they've never even heard of. Right. You know, um, of course you get your locals, your Canisius, your, your Niagara's, and, and it used to be UVs and all the JUCOs and things like that, and right. Rockports and stuff like that. But, um, you know, Nyack, um, Bradford, you know, um, gosh, I... Westchester. I mean, there's just so many, right? So many other schools that, um, you know, with with myself being an associate scout, you know, for nine or ten years, having the playing background that I have, you know, when I shoot that message or the email or or text or whatever it is to that coach, uh, I usually I usually get a response, right? You know, um, there's just some credibility there. Yeah, know? and I'm not saying there isn't with other people, but I right. Just, I, it it, it, it definitely it definitely carries a little bit a little bit of weight yeah, of, you it know, does. having having a name that's known at sure, least sure um you know and now our, our organization is is known you right know, the academy stars uh, not just a local organization i mean right. it's local kids but we're known throughout the region and, and things like that sent a couple you know a kid to campbell and 
like I said, Radford and, yep. and things like that. So, um, but yeah, you know, we, we do, I mean, every, let's call it December, probably January, I get texts from probably 30 or 40 colleges, you know, what do you got this year? Uh, you know, besides arms, I always ask them, <laughs> what do you need? Cause they always need arms. Right. Um, Everybody needs a pitcher. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but there are, you know, the regular, I'd say probably 15 regular schools that I get all the time, you know, the big ones like St. John's and, right. and Michigan State and, um, you know, Binghamton and guys like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, things like that, I think, are what separate us as an organization right. um, from, from a lot of the other ones out there. You know, there's a couple of good ones out there right. as well. There's, a, you know, not just, not just, just us, you know. Right. Um, other people obviously do a pretty good job. So, um, but I think that that is something that um, most other organizations can't can't do, or, right? Or, or don't do, or, or just you know, can't boast. I guess. Yeah, you know, it, it was interesting. Probably, probably about a month or so, maybe two months ago, I was sitting down and had a little bit of free time on a rainy day and was looking at showcase team rosters and showcase team. Profiles, we'll call them. You know where, you know you're you're claiming you're a showcase team. You're the East Westminster Shire All Star Showcase team, and sure. you know I okay. So I look you up, and I can't find your roster. I, if I can right. find your roster, it doesn't have you know where they where they go to school, right. what grade they're in, how old are they, sure. you know anything. Right. You know, and then you know the the ones that you can, then you you know it it, it was interesting because like you you see the ones that put that stuff out there and kind of put the kids out there and stuff like that. And then you say, okay, what showcase or what, what, where are these guys going? Right. You know, cause we all know sure. every one of these teams plays tournaments. Sure. Where are they going? Right. And you see the, you know, this team with no names, no schools, right. no graduation years right. Right. going to, you know, and then there's nothing wrong with the local tournament scene no, around right. here. There's a lot of good tournaments around here, right. but when you're calling yourself a showcase team, when, and you're going to seven tournament tournaments and, Six of them don't go outside of Batavia to Niagara Falls. Right. What are you showcasing? Yes, right. yeah. You know, and then, and then the one you do go to is you know Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, which yeah. is a great complex sure. and a lot of fun, yeah. but it's, it's not you're not getting showcased. No, not at all. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you you tend to see the kids that you know, or the teams that are going to the places that are going to get their kids noticed, have a roster with the names, and they, mm-hmm. you know, at bare minimum. Name, school, graduation year. Yeah, we have a profile picture every yep. every every new year. We put that up on the on the website. And, yeah, and, uh, you know, and I, I think I think that's something that you know, if if any coaches out there are listening to this and they're they're saying, what can I do to make my team better? If you want to call yourself a showcase team, showcase your kids. Right. You know, I, I don't I don't really care if if I'm a college coach. I don't care if I'm looking at your your web page and it says we're the Batavia Downs World Cup Classic Champions three years running. It doesn't mean anything to me. Right, you know, sure, sure. You, you for all I know, that means you beat every C travel team in this area, and it doesn't really do much for me. Sure. But if you, you know, if I can see, hey, you got this six foot four lefty who throws 87, mm-hmm. well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably paying a little bit more attention to what, what's going on and where else you're going. Sure. sure. Um, you know, that. I, th- I think that's a big one. No, and, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, we honestly, we, uh, my showcase team, you know, we are strictly tournaments, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we do. You know, we do we'll do seven tournaments this year. Um, you know, and like I said, there'll be probably three of them. You know, will be legitimate invite only. Right. Um, 
you know, we'll probably do a perfect game. Uh, you know, we've, we've been to Georgia in the past. Mm-hmm. And we've done that whole circuit. Um, you know, and a perfect game can be good and it can be, eh. right. you know, it depends on, on you know, which ones you go to. But, um, you know, and, and the thing is, like, we'll go to tournaments, but you may not run into college coaches if you don't try to get them there. Right. right. So my point is you could go to whatever tournament and it's going to be at this college, right? That's the new thing. Oh, every tournament <laughs> at 17, you was at a college. So right. it seems like this crazy showcase tournament could just be that college there. Right. You know, um, that's my job. My job is to get the people in that area. Right. To the coaches in that area to our game. Yeah. Know? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to play in this tournament at the university of city a, Correct. but there's, seven other colleges within a half hour to 45 minute drive of there i'm gonna call as many of them as i can to try to get those guys there to see my guys yeah i'm not just banking on that school or that tournament director saying you know hey there's some games going on here we're having a tournament because they're you know these things there could be 30 40 teams in it right and we could be playing at five different fields you know at, at one time who's to say they're coming to our game right you know if we're in a new area or new city and they don't know us you know, if they don't know the Academy Stars, then I don't know that anyone's going to be there. Except right. for that school that has to watch that game, that has to host that field. Right. And, you know, tamp the mound and stuff afterwards, <laughs> you know, it's some if, DA. If, if you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, um, but yeah, that that to me is is what showcases, you know. And we've done things, um, you know, tournaments where it's five games and there's no playoffs. Right. They're there showcase. Yeah. You know? And yeah, they they want to see you play. They right. they're they're not they're not looking to say, Oh, this team won because their coach put on a squeeze play in the last inning and bumped you know, bumped the other team out. Like, no, you, you got five yeah. games. No, show, show your swing, show your arm, show me what you got. And it's it's tough because I you know, I'm I'm a pretty competitive guy. Right. And uh, hard I, hard as a coach not to want to win. Yes, it is. And um, you know, I've I've learned a lot from going to these better showcase tournaments. Like when I first started, you know, with guys like you know, with Heim and Kweitzer mm-hmm. and Conley and that whole team, Dudak and Hafner and all those. I mean, that team was incredible. Eight yeah, that, that, off that, team. I mean, that, that team doesn't sound very good. <laughs> Heim and Conley, you know, <laughs> played every other game. Which is, you know, not too bad. But, uh, but, you know, you went to tournaments, and we did a lot of pastime tournaments back then. Right. And um, we got a lot of attention with college coaches at that point, and it was you play to win, right? But it's evolved. That was what 2012, ish, 12, uh, yeah, 12, 13, 12, I think. I think it's 12. Yeah, yeah, because 12. looking back, I'm pretty drafted in 13, so it's 12. yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know now I, I we learned that now, but let's say like 2015 or 16. I'm getting into some invite-only tournaments, you know, and I'm intentionally walking guys, and I'm getting dirty looks. Right. Like, why are you doing this in a showcase tournament, you know, a legit one? Right. So I've, I've learned now that, like, eh, you just, you, you want to win, of right. course, and, and um, but you you got to let the guys hit, yeah. you know, and, and uh, you know, bunting is fine, um, especially for a hit, you know, if it's right. that player's dynamic that's something that he yeah. does you know it, it just shows another another avenue that that, that he can do but um i think uh 
Yeah, it's it's basically get out there and go. And I think for the coaches in tournaments like that, it shows who's really competitive still as a player. Right. Right. Um, if you know you're not, there's no playoffs or anything. It's not bracket situation. And you are out there just kind of lollygagging or goofing around or whatever, and not showing competitiveness. That coach doesn't care. You you're on the baseball field. Right. You're competitive every time you walk out there. Absolutely. You know, um, if they see you not being that way in a tournament like that, they may say, "Hmm, this guy turns it on and off." Right. You know, and we know once you turn it off, it's not that easy to turn back on. You know? Right. So. Yeah, is that going to be that guy that, you know, we get a 3-4 run lead, looks pretty easy, and then things get tough in the late innings, and all of a sudden he's nowhere to be found because he shut it down five innings ago. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. You know, I think that's a, I think that's a real thing. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, the, the tournaments, um, the, the, what I feel is legit showcases. You know, do your tournaments. Um, we practice once or twice a week in between. Um, if we have a weekend free, which we very rarely do, we'll pick up a game or two. Right. But I like to, uh, I just like to work on the individual skills, and, yeah. and we do some team stuff. We do, of course, right. and, and plays and, and things like that. But um, it's about getting those kids better as individual players and, and showing the coaches what they've got. Yeah. You know, and that's not a selfish thing. No. You know, I no. It's not. I don't take it as a selfish thing. It's just that's what they're there for. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. I, th- I think there's a balance there, too, because, you know, doing the team stuff, you know, if you have a kid who's a complete individual going into a college yes. that, you know, I mean, some of the some of the biggest colleges in the country, if you know, and, and that and whether the kid belongs there or not, every kid in this area dreams of going to a TCU sure. type school, sure, you know, they're, you know, they're they're big team schools, they're big culture schools, you know, and um, yeah, I, I just heard Ben Hafner talk about some of the stuff that he went through at Sam Houston and being a team guy and you know, how the uh, coach Deggs down there is big about, you know, who's, hey, what's what's your teammate's dad's name? Well, you don't know? Good, we're going to run. Like, that type uh, sure. of stuff. And, like, yeah. you know, really grilling that team stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, showing you can be a cohesive unit, it it still I, it still matters. But at the same time, you don't get to play for that school if you're not working on the individual side of it either. Yeah, so no, I, well, I wholeheartedly yes. get both no, sides no, of that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I just started – and I'm sure we'll get into it later on, at Canisius. Yep. Um, and that's just a whole nother animal from, <laughs> from travel baseball, you know. It's, um, it's, a, it's a fun, fun, oh fun gosh, new world, isn't it? It's a blast. And, but that, you want to talk about cohesive and a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, these kids, you know, obviously they're seeing each other every day at school. They're seeing each other every day during practice. Um, they're probably hanging out after school you know, yep. on the weekends together and things like that. You know, and obviously I went through, we all did playing high school baseball or college baseball and stuff like that. But, um, you know, to get back into it, which is part of the reason why I wanted to get back into it. But uh, it, it, they're just so different. Oh, yeah. Too. It's incredible. Yeah, because it's, there. you know, it, you, as a high school coach, you want to develop. You want to you want to grow your players. Sure. You know, but if, if you're not winning, you're not going to have a job in a year or two. Fair enough. You yeah. know, and at the same time, you know, you want to, you know, it's it, it's a different delicate balance, and yeah. it was it was very interesting for me, especially being as young as I was when I started yeah. in the high school ranks, coming out of a travel program, still being in a travel program, I should say, as a coach, and then going into the high school ranks. It was definitely a, an interesting, like okay, I gotta kind of gotta yeah. weigh the two a little sure, bit, and sure. you know, 
I, I think being in both made me a better coach, to be completely oh, honest with you. I learned a lot this year. Yeah. No question. Yeah, because, you, you know, especially, you know, back back then, I mean, I'm pretty sure when I was coaching at New Era and, you know, I'm pretty sure New Era and the Academy were the only two big ones in the area at the mm-hmm. time. And, sure. you know, there was one other one that was just starting up. And, yeah. I mean, so you, you literally got to go, that kid, yeah, I want that sure, kid, sure. I want that kid. And now, you know, there, there were times, you know, you uh, my starting second baseman in the first uh, – in the, the second sectional championship we went after was a soccer player. Sure, Kid played right. baseball for yeah, fun yeah. on the side. Right. Like he, yeah, he yeah. Went, but he was going to college to play soccer. And sure. it's it, that's a different world sometimes, sure you know, man, that, but that kid, that kid balled out for me. I can't really complain. <laughs> so now, um, if you had, if you had a kid come to you and say, coach, I'm looking at these five colleges, they, they fit my major, you know, academically, everything is, is pretty close, you know, because obviously academics have to come yeah, first. Is, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, and that that is something. If, if for those listening at home, if you're looking at going to a school that doesn't have the major you want, you're looking at the wrong school, yeah. because your academics matter more than the, yeah. than the game. Because the game's going to end, and you're going to need a job. So <laughs> your underwater basket weaving degree isn't going to mean much. However, so academics aside, yes, kid and comes. That's what kid, I, I always preface <laughs> it with that. You yes, know, it's, it's yes we. It goes without saying. Yes. Right? Academics so goes. academics aside, kid comes to you and says, I got these five schools in mind. What do you think? What's your advice? It's going to be honest, no matter what. you know. And, and it's funny, we, we just started having our parents' meetings. And one of, the, uh, one of the groups that we had was the showcase team. And I, you know, one of the first things I tell them is, I'm going to be, I don't want to say brutally honest, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest right. about what I think your son's talent level is. Um, you know, and, and I, I go in to say, and I say it to the player as well, but do you want to play on a college, do you want to be on a college baseball team or do you want to play college baseball? Right. And to me, there's a difference. You know, you can go, I've, I've sent kids to, you know, Division One programs as a walk-on and yes, they are on the roster. They are practicing. They might not travel with right. the team. They might not dress for certain games. Right. Did you play college baseball, or were you just on a college baseball team? Right. You know. I, and I, 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 I went D one. Did Did you? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and you can say you did. Right. And that's great, but you know, you're not going to have the experience of. of being in that you know that situation and you know in the ninth inning and, and taking it home for the team or you know, in whatever position you play or at right. or whatever it is and um, and that's not me saying you know don't shoot for your dream don't you know that's not it but when you get to that decision making time you really have to you gotta it's it's grown up time yeah. you gotta really say to yourself you know. What am I looking to do? Am I looking to have a chance to contribute as a as a freshman or early sophomore year, or am I maybe going to get a shot as a junior or senior? And I say maybe because if you're a freshman and you you don't play your freshman and sophomore year, I'm telling you right now there's a JUCO transfer coming in your junior year. There may be a stud freshman that's coming in. Right. Um, so just because oh it's my turn, there is no your turn. Right. You know, it just doesn't happen that way at the larger schools, at the better schools. Right. Know? 
the D1s, Mercyhurst, and things like that. Like, it just, it's not your turn. Right. It's whoever's better turn. Yeah, because I mean, that, that's definitely, you know, as much as, again, those coaches want to develop their players, mm-hmm. you, as, as a college baseball coach, if you don't win, you, you win. don't have a job. Yeah, you've got to you know, win you, the W's for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, and that's, that, that's something that I think, you know, I, I think it, that's an interesting world that we're starting to step into in this area. I know when I was growing up, when I was younger, you know, when I graduated, we saw a lot of kids come home that went away to play college baseball in one way or another. They came home because they weren't ready to not be around here because they weren't exposed to that world. Well, now they are, you know, these kids, you know, kids are no longer leaving Buffalo going, I don't know how to order a meal. I don't know how to do my laundry. What do you mean? My mom didn't wash, you know, wash and fold (laughs) my clothes for me type stuff. But now we're stepping into the world of what do you mean? It's not my turn. Like you just said, like, what, like, like, well, I, I I put my years in, well, you know, how come I'm not playing or, you know, and, I mean, I, I even see, I've seen it a little bit on the varsity level, a kid who, you know, started on JV or, you know, started on JV as a freshman, stayed on JV as a sophomore, sure. was a backup his junior year. And then there's a freshman who's going to be all Western New York that tried out and made my team. And yeah. guess what? You're either on the bench or you're not in a uniform at all right. that year. Right. Well, what do you mean? I'm a senior. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, man. Right. You know, and that's, no, that's that you know you you take that a step further with some big time college programs or even just a solid college program around here. You know, I, and I think that's a world that kids are not used to living in yet. No. And I think that goes back to what you originally said. There's so many travel teams now. Yeah. You know that. Oh, I didn't make that team, or I don't want to play with that team. I'll go play with this team. Right. And, you know, everyone's a starter. Right. You know, and I, I know, I know, I know. I see it at Lancaster. I'm sure you see it at Canisius. You know, you get that kid like, yeah, but I'm the starting shortstop on my travel team. Sure. Well, listen, man, see that kid? He's yeah. he's going to be a Division One shortstop someday. Right, and right. You either move to second base or you move to the bench. Right, right. Yeah, but I don't know, there's, there is no yeah, but because there's no other school team to go play for right, kind of right, thing, right, you know. Right, no, that's true. Yeah. So. Oh, that's definitely true. I, I think it's an interesting dynamic we're starting to see in this area where things have changed from the I'm not ready to not be at home to – I'm not ready to not be the guy. Yeah. And I I think, and, and again, this is a broad brush, right? Mm. Like, um, I, I, I do feel like there's a lot of, well, it's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe it isn't. Maybe right. it won't be. Um, but I just, I feel like players and, and, you know, parents or whatever, they have to just be open-minded and, and be realistic and, and um, you know, because I do, I, I, I upset people yeah. at times, you know, <laughs> by, by being honest. Right. Because I'm looking out, they have to go there for four years. Right. You know, and, and um, who wants to be transferring colleges? You know, I mean, that's uh, the old not, The old transfer portal. Yeah, right? I mean, that's no fun. I mean, um, you know, so I, I do, I try to be honest and upfront with them. And without, you know, saying, don't, yeah, shoot for wherever you're, you feel like you're, your top school. Right. Go for that. And let's see, you know, but I, I, as a coach, as a showcase coach, I don't get to decide if that school likes the kid or not. Right. Right. Like, I will call them and say, hey, what do you think? Yeah. You know, and if I truly feel like this kid can play at that school, I will call the school and say, hey, I think 
this is a kid you should look at. Right. You know, I don't say this is a kid you have to take. Right. You know, because then they're not going to talk to me if I talk to them that way. You know, right. Or, you know, has, has there, has their there, program. Quick sidebar on this. There, yeah. have, you, have you ever had that kid that came to you and said, I want to play D1 baseball at this, you know, at Pitt? Sure. And you had to look and be like, my man, you might have to try to walk on at a SUNY school. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. is that? Sure. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I, I'm just yeah. curious. I mean, I, it's, it's pretty extreme. But, uh, yeah, but absolutely. Yeah. But sure, I mean, you know, I don't know if it, yeah. I'm, 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 try, I'm, try, really I'm not trying to, you know, like call it, like say like, oh, this school versus no, this school yeah, and like, yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. upset yeah. college coaches because, no, no. you know, I got some skin in the game there too, so. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, it, it just, coaches, certain coaches at certain programs are just, they're looking for certain things. Right. And... You, you may not have that one or two skill sets that they're looking for. It doesn't mean you're not a good baseball player. Right. You know, there. I'll tell you right now, there are some solid Division three baseball programs. I mean, my goodness, Cortland, Brockport, uh, Allegheny. I mean, you've got, you could just, you know, you could, RIT's good. U of yeah. R is good. I mean, there's. I actually just had a conversation with Coach Grow from RIT sure, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, some. Great. Some some of the technology they have there is insane. He was sure. telling me about. It. I'm like, oh my, yeah. you know. But again, you know, it's an institute of technology, sure. so I'd hope so. But right, at the same right, time, right. like, you know, he's sitting there saying like, yeah, some pros don't like some pro programs don't have this stuff, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, that was, you know, and, and like again, that's something I would have never known even as a coach who had a kid graduate from my high school who's pitching there now. Right. I would have never known that had I not personally had that conversation with the coach. Sure. No. Absolutely. You know. And, and, I mean, you know, some of the tournaments we go to, like this year, we had some kids getting uh, getting recruited by, um, I think the one was like Hood College in Maryland, mm. Division Three. you know, and, and that's a whole other animal, right? Uh, the, the Division Three, the Southern Division Three schools. Right. I mean, you know, he's talking about his staff where he's got three guys over 90. Right. You know, it's a Division Three school, <laughs> you know, so it's like, that's a whole different bird. Three guys over 90. At a Division three baseball program, and that's the thing about I'm, baseball. I'm hoping to have that in high school in a year or two, but you know, I, I need some help. For sure. But uh, but he, you know, he, he, point is, baseball isn't like basketball or football. You know, you can take a Division three program and have them go play a Division one program. Right. And if you're taking that Hood College, let's say, who has that staff. Who's to say they can't beat a Division One school on right. any given day? Right. right. Whereas if you do that with football, it's just not even yeah, odds, the worst Division One program. Right. You know, and, and odds, odds are Appalachian State's probably whooping Buff State every time. Right. You know, exactly. again, just using general schools. Right. Not, right. Of course. Yeah. But you know. you know, so thing is with baseball, you get good baseball players everywhere, and that's yeah. why kids get drafted out of Division Three baseball programs. Right. Often. Yeah. You know, sure, you don't see it day one on ESPN. Or MLB Network or whatever, right? But um, but they do, yeah. You know for sure they do. Well, I mean, there you know there's there's guys drafted out of out of JUCOs all the time too. Oh my gosh, yeah. Tim you Redding, know. I played with him at Monroe. We played. I think he pitched 10, 12 years in big leagues. Yeah. You know, ninety six as a freshman. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Ninety six as a five freshman. 10, five eleven. Jeez. Right. So in, interesting little segue there. We got into the, uh, you know, we mentioned the technology that sure. they have at RIT. And you guys at your spot now have one of the coolest things I've ever seen, and I've I, you know, I haven't gotten to play with it yet, which we're working on that. Oh, yeah, we'll but 
you know, I've seen it in action at a at a conference, and I've seen you know, Jeremy Nowak blows it up on you know sure. on Facebook and Instagram sure. and YouTube sure. all the time, and you know, I, I just saw you guys post. You have your your leagues coming out mm-hmm. now, the Hit Tracks machine. Yeah. Tell me about this magical piece of equipment because I can't get enough of it. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. It's um, I mean, it's it's new to us. You know, we I think we got it in April, maybe. Um, you know, and being away for the summer, we haven't. We, I bet you we're through about fifty percent of it. You know, wow. as far as really knowing what it can right. do and and, um, and things like that. But you know, just to give you an idea, um, you talked about the leagues. So uh, going in, you play. You say you're playing a twelve U league. Mm-hmm. Right? You set the you set it up for twelve U, and you do it off of, off a machine. You know, you put it at whatever I don't know, fifty five miles an hour, whatever you do, and it will track your hits to the point where it it will tell you if an average twelve year old will make that given play, right? That's, so and it you know it's it's, it's I I, al- I already know this stuff and it never gets old hearing it. Like, it's, just yeah. just the amazing it's, stuff that this thing can it's do. So incredible, um, you know. Obviously, exit velo and and uh, you know launch angle and stuff, which maybe we talked about hitting later on. Right. And I'm not a fan of the whole launch angle thing, but. <laughs> Um, You're not the first it, person that said that to me. Yeah, not a, not a huge fan, um, but it, it just get, it gives you that instant feedback. Um, where I I mean I'm sure you remember back in the day the hitting leagues and stuff yep. with the signs and yep. you know at Lance's place and stuff like that. Oh, we you know me and me and a couple of my buddies you, you know to even four years ago we'd be in the cages you know in the middle of winter getting ready for our springs our spring and summer season and just. You know, we'd end the cage session with a with, with a cage game. Yeah. You know, yeah, you had yeah, three yeah. you had three outs to score runs. Sure, we played a sure. nine inning game. We kept we did a seven ga- seven yeah. game series yeah. throughout the year. Um, but yeah, God, this would have made it so much more fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is it's way it's just it's incredible and and, uh, and I mean my gosh, we used it with our teams. Right. And and we had a small league in in April or May, I think it was. And I mean, oh my gosh, they had a blast. And now one of one of the cool things, and for those who don't know what the hit track system is, I look it up, look up videos on it. It's it's really cool, you know. And one of the big things is, you know, when you hit the ball, there's a screen that it shows you in a in a, in a live ballpark where yes, it will land. You can hit in pretty much any any park in the big leagues. Um, you know, we are working on getting a, a projector in there, so it's it's big. I mean, right now we have like a fifty inch, but right. Um, I'd like Only. to I want to get something that's just. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's big time. But yeah, it shows you the it shows you, like I said, the exit velo will show you the the angle. Uh, but it is it's instant. You know, right. It comes off the bat and boom, there it is, and um, it'll tell you double down the line or in the gap or ground out or. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. So and and we will run tournaments as well where you can do live. Right. So you can have a live pitcher go against a live hitter. And, really? and do that as well. Yeah, we'll, the tournaments we'll do where it's just it's it's open time frame and you play a certain amount of innings as opposed to the the hitting the games. You got to kind of right. time it so you use the machine for obviously more accuracy. Right. But um, but yeah, it'll it'll track foul balls, balls, strikes. Um, so the live tournaments will be fun as well. I'm sitting here getting ideas like, okay, so if I put a pitcher with four hitters and do teams that yeah, way, yeah. like, oh god. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Getting all kinds of excited over yeah, here. Yeah, it'll be good. It's gonna be. Uh, I'm excited about my staff's totally stoked about it. So. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh... Tyler Spears, the one that kind of <laughs> kind of pushed me on it. So uh, def- uh, definitely wasn't a bad idea. I know no, the uh, the guys no. the guys that I work with over 
at the uh, the Lancaster facility have been pushing pushing for it pretty hard. Yeah. I don't, I don't Park High School has been in there. They love it. You know, they're sure they do. This winter big time. Yeah. So I know can, obviously Canisius will use it a lot. Right. Um, they, but prob- they, they probably know a guy. Okay. <laughs> um, but from the instructional standpoint right. and, and from uh, our organization, what we can do with it. So, for instance, with hitters, I can track every BP session with the specific hitter. I can get video of that. I can get, again, I can get exit velos. Um, I can get point of, uh, point of contact, right? So let's say he's a guy that we're trying to work the other way. Right. Okay? And I'm just, I'm a lefty hitter, so we'll just talk like a lefty. So outside he's trying to go to left with it, but we notice when he's outer third, he's, he's hitting that ball up the middle or right side on the ground. Right. Okay. So I can go back, let's say we do a BP session, second week of December. I can then track every one of them with video, every swing. And I can say, okay, your con- uh, point of contact on this one was whatever. It was outer third, because it, it gives you quadrants and stuff as far as spawns baseball. Um, and you pulled it, you know, right side, whatever angle, uh, at, I don't know, 75 miles an hour. Right. And then I can go back and let's say that's a trend. You see that trending on, in that VP session. And then in February, we can take another VP session and take, let's say he had 20 swings for that VP session. I can then look at it and say, oh, see, look at these. We can take all, you can block out the outer third. So I can say, okay, outer third from this guy in this VP session, you know, he had, you know, this many hits. Right, whereas the other one, maybe he had, he's hitting 150 in, on that side of the plate. Right. Um, let's say he's hitting 275 or 300 now. Your angle's better. Your exit velo's better. Your point of contact is deeper in the zone as opposed to out in front of the plate. Right. That ball get deep. I mean, it gets so detailed. It's just, <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's awesome. It's incredible. I, like I said, I can take a, a video of one specific swing go back to it and say, why was this exit velo higher than all the rest of the ones that you hit? You know, why was this one, you know, four or five miles an hour higher than the rest of them? And, and you know, we look and, and maybe it's, who knows, maybe he got it out in front a little, you know, pulled it a little bit or, or opened his hips a little more or got extended more, who knows right. what the reason. But, um, but it's just to be able to do that, is just it, to me, it's fascinating, and as an instructor, it's like it, it's, it blows my mind. Right. It just takes it to a whole nother absolutely level, you know. Um, and then on the pitching side, you can do the same thing, right? They can throw bullpens, and we can say, okay, you know, uh, you're missing you're missing arm side, uh, you know, whatever low and low arm side, you, you can't throw that first strike, but. You know, glove side and low, you're good. So right. What is it? Are we opening up? Are we? You know, um, there's just so, so many details. So yeah, again, with velocity. So we do like a drive line program, which maybe you get Tyler in here one day and talk about that a little. That, bit. That's it's that. it's on it's yeah, on my to dos. <laughs> um, you know, we can do that where they're throwing their their bullpen prior to the program, and then after you know the drive line or even during the drive line program. Right. Um, we get them on there again with video, and uh, you know you can see velocity increase, spin rate. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things. 
Um, yeah, ball movement. I mean, it measures ball movement. Wow. I mean, it's stupid. It's it's. Uh, they got now um, catcher's pop time, transfer time, and then again, you can do age-related stuff where you can do uh, caught stealing percentage based on you know <laughs> average speed of a whatever age-year-old kid. Wow. Um, it's just so detailed. Uh, what's cool about it from a recruiting standpoint is we can just click email boom here's the video here's his exit velo is his launch angle his you know whatever you want to call it, the contact point i mean they see right. everything spray chart everything wow. and it's just one click boom right to the coach that's awesome it's incredible that's... I, I could go on for an hour I mean, <laughs> it's it's so incredible to well, have that resource i think i think i've decided what i'm going to do is we are going to set this up where i'm going to bring Probably the boys from Hats, Tats, and Stats, if I can talk to the two of them out of, you know, at least to dig their bats out of retirement. Sure, sure. And we'll do, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do a little do demo. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, and we'll, you know, I'll have the camera up. We'll have, you know, guys commentating the other guys swinging. We'll make fun of each other. It'll be a great time. I think it'd be a blast. That'd be awesome. No we, we're we're going to set that up. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, so... Uh, we're we're about forty minute mark. We've got about twenty more minutes yeah. before you know. I, I try not to go over an hour. Sure. You know, I, I say that after doing an hour and ten minute episode with uh, with Savit last yeah, week. Sure, but sure. Um, you, you said you wanted to get into some hitting, yeah, and a little bit of that. you know, one of the uh, you know you, you mentioned that you hate the whole launch angle thing. I do, and I don't blame you. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of it either. Um, if any of my players even utters the words elevate and celebrate, I get very, very angry and throw things. Sure. Um, so let's go there. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, for me, fine, you know, I, I'm 42. I played 20 years ago. Hitting is hitting, man. You got to square the <laughs> baseball up. Right. You know, and uh, squaring up two round objects. <laughs> You know, and sure, things evolve, right? right? I mean, you, you look at Ted Williams and the whole rollover and all that kind of stuff that, that doesn't happen anymore. But um, but I think probably because guys didn't throw 95 miles an hour. Right. You know, you, you could do that kind of stuff. And um, But anyway, so hitting for me, I'm a big hands guy. Um, I firmly believe that if you want to be a good hitter, you have to be able to hit the ball the other way. You have to be able to hit the ball the other way. Not all the time, but you have to be able to do it. Right. Um, you know, you watch baseball now on TV, and it's, I mean, nobody does it. Very rarely, right? It's not a thing. Yeah. You know, Wade Boggs, I don't know if he'd be a big-time name. Right. You know, Tony Gwynn, like guys like that now, just, you know, who, what would they be? I don't know. Yeah. Because they, they'd hit 15 home runs, and, you know, they'd hit 370 probably <laughs> still. Right. Um, but... You know, they'd be making $5 million instead of, you know, $40 million, $30 right. million. Um, which I think is sad because these guys are so strong. If they would just square up more baseballs, these parks can't hold them to any fields. Right. Right. So it, it's, it, it blows my mind that they're trying to hit, you know, 480-foot home runs when if they would just try to get, you know, get 20% better contact, more squared baseballs, and you're probably going to hit yourself seven more home runs throughout right. the course of the year. Ten home runs, who knows? I I love I love the going the other way thing. I was a, despite what apparently everybody around me growing up thought when they were pitching to me, 
you know, people people saw me, saw a big dude and said, don't throw him inside, and I feasted out there. I sure. loved it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, uh, you know, to, the, to this day, I still, if I'm looking for a pitch, that's probably still where I'm looking is, out, is you know, more toward the outer third. Out. Yeah, sure. But, uh, you know, I, it, it drives me nuts when I see kids come through, be it at the high school, be it, you know, through a summer program, through doing lessons, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, you – Every once in a while, just to see what a kid's got, you're like just to see what he's gonna do in a game. All right, everything you got, swing out of your shoes, try to put it out. Sure, and sure. what do they do? Front shoulder goes, oh, everything, goes every, yeah. everything goes out, and they're trying to crush it. Absolutely. And where did I throw the ball? Yeah. Outer third, guaranteed. Sure, of course, of course. I mean, we, you know, with, with the Diamondbacks, we used to do um, a drill to start every BP session. Was wide stance, no stride, all hands, mm-hmm. other way. You know, that was our first probably 10 to 12 swings of the day. Um, that was Buck Showalter. He was big into that. Right. And uh, I, I still do that with my guys today, you know. Um, I'm big on, you know, your, your barrel has to, has to continue to where you want the baseball to go. So, <clears throat> you know, people talk about hips and all that stuff. And, of course, you, you got to have hips and lower half and all that. But if they're pulling you off, at some point they're going to pull the barrel away from the direction that you want the ball to go. Yep. And, you know, that that bottom half can't be in control of your barrel. Your hands have to be in control of your barrel. Right. Right? So, to me, the bottom half, the hips and, and, and the legs and things like that, that's all to help that barrel go in the direction you your hands want it to go faster. Right. Like, that. that's what hips and hands are to me, you know. Um, I'll do a drill. I'll do a high back tee drill, where I'll take a, I'll take a folding chair. I'll put it back in my stance so it's it starts on my inner left leg. Okay. And I'll put the tee on that, and it's probably let's call it armpit high. Okay. I'm gonna take a full stride, so that ball is gonna almost be behind me when I take my stride. Right. And then my hands have to hit that thing opposite field, probably foul territory. Right. I'm, as a lefty, I'm trying to hit that in the third base dugout. Right. Because if the reason I practice that, and I'm a big believer in practicing extremes, okay? So that's clearly an extreme. I'm never going to hit that pitch in a game. Right. But if I can hit that pitch well, when that ball is just in front of the plate or over the plate, and I can get my hands, my hips to stay closed, and my hands to go in a direction with a with a ball that's at my at my armpit and behind me. This one where where I let the ball get a little deep over the plate and hit that thing to left field or left mm-hmm. center is going to be easy. Yes. You know, um, and and I'll be honest, I, what you were saying about when when I would get up there, uh, guys would always pitch me away. Now, I wasn't strong as a high school kid. Right. right? I was pretty weak, so I couldn't pull the baseball yet. I just wasn't strong enough. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, I, I remember one, they, they stayed outside of me. I had three home runs in one game, all left center. Right. You know. But it doesn't mean you don't have to eventually pull the baseball. Of course you do, right? But I'm just a, a big believer in your approach should be middle away, react on that inside fastball. Right. So when I was about, I'd say, 17, 18, I got strong enough, and I was finally able to really, you know, yank that ball and, and start hitting some out of the park and stuff like that. But it's all about hitting the ball where it's pitched. Right. Like that's, that's it. Like, 
doesn't have to get crazy. And I know, you know, see this stuff on, on YouTube, there's 7,000 different things. Every, of, every hidden guru uh, around the planet. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's like, you know, and, and, and it's fine, and they can have their beliefs, and, and that's completely uh, fine. But I just hit the ball where it's pitch right. and simple. Just simplify your swing. Yeah, that was two years ago now? It'll be two years ago. This coming baseball season will be two seasons ago. So two full seasons ago, I guess. Sure. We, uh, we went to the Far West Regional and played a very, very good Victor team. Mm-hmm. Three of our four times at the Far West, Re- Far West Regional have been against Victor. The first time they had a lefty throwing 92 yeah, with sure. a six six and a half foot hook. <laughs> and, you know, Ben, ben Hafner is going to kill me for forgetting the kid's name because every time I bring him up, he tells me the kid's name. <laughs> but the kid was an animal. He was really good. Sure. This last time, they we were in a we were in a ball game with them. Uh, we we lost three to one. We gave up a two run home run, and a kid got a uh, a suicide squeeze down on a pitch over his head. Oh, I have no idea. Like, yeah, we, that kid could go after that ball ninety nine more times. He's never he's never getting it down again. Sure. That one time it mattered, yeah. and uh, we ended up hitting a solo shot out, and that was the game. But yeah. we we sat there and we watched our guys. We had a very very good offensive team that year, and we're like why? Like this kid is not throwing anything special. Why are we struggling? Well, we found out after the fact from somebody who was sitting at Frontier Field directly behind home plate. They're like, that kid lived outside on you guys, and everybody because he wasn't throwing hard. Everybody was trying to pull yeah, the ball, sure. and you know, and we and we didn't adjust to it well. But it was it was subtle enough to like where we couldn't see it from our side from our right, sides as coaches, sure, sure. you know, and you know it's. It was, it was it's definitely been frustrating to hear but I'll tell you something our kids last year could absolutely go the other way and we made sure of it it's so you know? important it's so important and again it's not to say that that's all you have to do is go the other way you just have to have the ability to do it right you know that's all because um, you do you, you, especially high school you run into these guys they're 72 to 75 miles an hour maybe a little sink mm-hmm. or something like that and um, you, you know I'm, I'm big on telling my guys at Canisius when you get a softer thrower, you you gotta take what he gives you first. Yep. You know, take what he gives you for the first three or four innings. You know, and if that means we slap a few the other way in the beginning, and so be it. Then your second, third time through, you've got the timing. You you, you haven't tried to you know yank off everything the first three four innings. Take what he gives you a little bit, and then by that third at bat, you're like, oh okay, I got the timing. Everything's good. Boom boom boom. And right. You start. You go. Yeah. You know, but when you go out there and, and your first thought is to is to yank, it's almost like now you're chasing. Now yeah. You're, you know, um, it's easier. It, it's much easier to just start slow and, and then get after it. You know. Yeah. But, for sure. You know, and that was that's definitely one of the things that uh, you know, we we definitely drilled our guys with last year was yeah. you know we have a drill we call it the grade eight and it's you know number the ball you know zeros inside basically on your knees and an eight is just off the black and then a sure. nine is you know almost in the other box sure. and you know set a tee up on that spot and just we have a you know we had a spot on the drop down curtain in our field house had it marked off and that would you just had to drill that ball into that spot yeah. and you know the first it, it's interesting because the first couple times that kids are doing it and you're t- you, like, you explain the drill to them and then you go over and you look at them and where they're setting up the tee yeah. the tee's out in front of the plate uh-huh. and they're rolling over and like, sure. coach i can't do it like yeah. No, you have to get used to hitting the ball back in here. You can drive it a little bit. And it's, you know, again, one of those things that you look at a kid who's a junior in high school and you're going, 
why is this just now a thing? Right. But at the same time, like, that's because everybody in the world is put it over there. Yeah, sure. Up there and over there. And I mean, I'll tell you right now, Jonah Hine, right? I mean, I've been his hitting instructor for, gosh, he's done seven years in pro ball, so nine years now. Right. Um, but even now, he's a switch hitter. He's a, a naturally right-handed. We were working on the left side. Right. But he, I'm telling you right now, I know he's. he's uh, I, I had, he's I had, there, man. I had the pleasure of coaching him at 12 years old, <laughs> and he was a he was just a grown man he's, among boys. Or sorry, he was he was 13. That's yeah. what it was. He he stayed back with my guys with 13. He's special. Yeah. Um, but working with him, you know, from the left side, which was the swing that needed to be cleaned up, um, going the other way for him was difficult. Mm-hmm. You know. His, I mean, and, and you see his stats, if you go back and look, I mean, you know, what I don't know exactly, but there's like 180 his first year, you know, 212 or something his second, and progressively got better, and he progressively got better at hitting the other way. Right. And then what also happened, and he certainly got stronger, but, you know, the Orioles were trying to get him to lift and launch angle, and they were talking about that stuff a lot, and I said, dude, you got to just square baseballs up. Right. Let's just get the swing path, the bat path cleaner, and you're good, you're strong enough, right? You're six four, two thirty, like you're fine on that end. And once he started cleaning that swing up and going the other way more, he he, two three weeks ago he had a four hundred and fifteen foot apple bomb. Right. You know? um, so and his power numbers go up. Right. You know, so you square more baseballs and you get stronger, your power numbers go up. And he hit 310 yeah. this year, you know? I mean, there's I was going to say, he's been keep, uh, keeping keep an eye. He's doing, been he's doing real well. pretty special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that kid was always a workhorse. Mm-hmm. You know, probably the only kid. I watched him get intentionally walked in a two-run championship game with the bases loaded. They, they, <laughs> they, they said, we're going to put him on and give up a run yeah. as opposed to let him hit it out. I believe it. And I, my, me and my coaches have looked at each other and went, what? <laughs> And we just so happen to have four really good hitters right behind him. Sure. And, you know, and the next thing you know, it, it didn't matter. But, right. it, like, I literally sat there and went, you just intentionally walked in a run up two in a championship game. <laughs> I, I'm confused. Right. I get it, but I'm confused. Because I'm pretty sure he had hit one out from each side of the plate sure. that day sure, already. Probably, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that kid is something else. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to make sure I tag him in this so he knows we're talking about yeah, it. absolutely do. <laughs> Definitely. I uh, I try I try to tag everybody that gets mentioned if I can if if I remember. Sure. But uh, you know that's that, that'll be a fun one because yeah, yeah. you know I'm sure sure he'll, sure he'll laugh about that story. What's up, buddy? <laughs> it was thirteen uh, U out in Rehoboth Beach. But uh, yeah. So, um, anything else on the hitting side of things? Uh, no, I mean I think that's pretty good. You know, right just on. a little bit of my philosophy, I yeah, guess. That's nothing all. wrong with that. That's yeah. why that's why we're here, man. Yeah. And the uh, last thing you said you want to touch on is a little bit of Canisius. Yeah, I'll be brief. I know we're kind of pressed for time a little bit. But, um, no, I, listen, that to me was some of the most fun I've had coaching baseball. I Listen, I love the academy, of course. It's right. a baby and, and all that. Um, it's just different. It's so different. And, um, you know, games are so meaningful. Um, just, you, you know, they obviously – there it's like oh you know joe's and canisius and all that and, um you know and, and you know and i love paulie nasca he's a right. great guy but you know it was it was like oh this is this is different than summer baseball oh yeah you know this is yeah there's 
yeah. You know, it's I've uh seen, seen it at Lancaster. Yeah. You know, really friendly with everybody till till the umpire <laughs> says play ball, and then sure. people don't like you so much right, anymore. Right. Yeah. No. It was uh, it was awesome. I mean, we had um, you know a tough not tough year, but just the transition. I mean, with with Tenny being there for so long, and right? He's such a staple, and and um, you know he's an icon there, yeah. right? And uh, you know, so I come in and and um, not being a Canisius alum. Um, it was uh, the boys had to get used to me, and, right. and um, I had to get used to it. Um, uh, but they did. I mean, the seniors really rallied, and, and um, you know, once we once we came together, it was it was go time. We we ended up tying for first in the you know in, in the regular season, right? And then uh, and then my my boy uh, Mike there <laughs> took me down wags, uh, but they and they won it all, which is yeah. awesome. So happy for. Yeah, that was that was a great run by yeah, that team. Oh my gosh, they're a scrappy bunch. That sure team. were. Oh my gosh, sure were. Um, but you know, we started three sophomores. Yeah. Um, you know, third base, shortstop, and center field. So, nice. um, yeah, I'm. Been, um, I've I've been there. I understand the uh, a lot of that takes a lot of stones as a yeah, high school coach. Yeah, it was. You know, they, and of course, there's there's growing pains with them. But you know, if I take guys like that, they they got to play. Yeah. You know, and um, you know the one kid Cabrera had 14 doubles. As a sophomore, you know, and it'll be our three hitter. Nice. So, uh, no, promising uh, year this year. I think. I right really on. Do. It's going to be fun. So, the, I'm uh, looking forward to it. You guys get to get to join the rest of the modern era and swing yeah. swing metal this year I know, too. I don't. You know, I, I'm not a fan of it, I'm man. I, I want I want wood. I want I, wood. I loved it. I just you know for me it was like the it's the identity of the league. And I mean obviously I've only been in it for a year, but right. I, I grew up watching it and and I hung out and played with a lot of guys that played there and um it was cool yeah it was was the identity of the league for sure so it's a little disappointing but you know we're gonna to me it's one of those things like you you can't hide when you're when you're swinging a wood bat you 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 can't you don't get you don't get the lucky off the end of the bat bloop single yes you know that 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 not only hurts but then you cost you money on top of it like yeah right and it's you know it's people say oh the BB core yeah they're similar if you square it up right right but you get you get a jam shot or like you said off the end of the bat that aluminum bat is staying intact and it's pushing through the baseball yeah that wood bat is snapping or shattering in half so you know it's funny we played I can't even remember what public school it was um, and we used wood and they used aluminum um, and I remember I'm like oh ground ball okay we got holy smokes that got through. Like it was a seven hopper that right. got through, and it's like, man, that's a that's an out. That's a good yeah. pitch, you know. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, so that was it's it's different. The part I think for me that will be the most disappointing is does it take away small ball? Does it take away hit and runs? Right. Or you know things like that. Is there going to be less bunting? Is there going to be less sacrifices because it's going to you know? From what I learned last year, you get four runs. You're in a nice spot, right? You know, now are we going to have those 10, 8, 12, 10 games? You know, and not to mention the games are like an hour and a half. Yeah. So now that we're going to be those two, <laughs> two plus hours yeah. out in thirty-five degree weather. Yeah, those those are tough days. Yeah, I can tell yeah. you that. I, my hand, my hands just started yeah. hurting thinking about calling pitches in that in that <laughs> right. weather. But uh, yeah, I, I've you know over the course of my years, I've seen. You know, I I used to make my guys swing wood all the time, mm-hmm. like all winter long at yeah, New Era, absolutely. stuff like that, and. You know, mostly because our first two tournaments were probably in Canada, and they had to use yeah, one anyway. anyway yeah, but yeah. 
you know, when we made the hater. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. And, you know, it was always that, like, that one-week adjustment of, like, all right, guys, we're swinging metal now because we're going to a tournament. Right. We're swinging metal in. And all of a sudden, everyone's trying to, you know, just so lift sure. a little bit more uh, yeah. and get a little get a little bit more out of it. And, like you know, especially, totally yeah, especially, especially when the BESR bats were a thing and yeah. some of those loaded weapons. Holy oh, my. smokes, those things were incredible. Trampoline. Yeah. I, every now and again, you pick one up just for fun and just... There's there's an old uh, red and red and white stealth at Depew, and every once in a while I just pick it up and for, yeah. the ping is deafening. We'll find a copperhead. Oh man, I, I, I have an old I have an old I have an old CXN in my basement at my parents' house. Just I don't know why it's still sitting there, but I want to I want to take that out and hit a real baseball with it. And just you know, shudder when I hear it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I did, I was upset when I saw that. I I, I liked it. I liked the yeah. way the game is played with wood because. Yeah. Even if you have big time power hitters in high school, mm-hmm. it's not any swing can go out. No, it's got to no. be the swing yeah. goes out. Yes. And no. you know, Agreed. again, knock on wood, I've had some very very good offensive teams that lived and died in the long ball for a couple of years. Sure. You know, but I think you know, I, I think wood levels the playing field. Yeah, I'm a little bummed about it, yeah. but you know, hey, we'll get out there and do our thing. Absolutely, for sure. So. Well, anything else for the good order? You want to plug the uh, plug the building, dress, uh, you know, give it give it a dress if I you mean, want to come yeah, check out want, the I mean, hit tracks. If you're interested in the hit tracks thing, academystarsbaseball.com. Um, you know, go there. All the information is there. Um, you know, any obviously lessons and stuff we do that stuff as well. But the hit tracks thing is going to be pretty wild. Yeah. Um, Extra bases training facility is the name of it on uh, on Lake Ave. And um, yeah, check it out. It's it's a pretty cool spot. Right on, right on. All right, Mel. I think appreciate you taking the drive out here and come yeah. come and hanging out with me. And you know, we'll uh, keep. I'll keep you guys posted on the video when oh, we get I'm out there. Do we, do, we do. We do. We do the yeah. hit tracks with commentary. That'll I'm be. That'll be a good time. That'll so be fun. I appreciate you having. Me. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah.